0: I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamaru Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm
1: Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Gildas Alexander.
0: I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media and DailyThunder.com. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning. It's a great morning. December 4th. And there's some things to talk about in regards to the Thunder. I think number one is some sad news. Andre Robertson will now be taking his rehab to Los Angeles. Uh, he needs some time to get away. And Billy indicated that he had basically kept reaching this point that he couldn't get past. And all of this sounds terrible. I mean, it all truly sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a huge bummer. Um, I... I don't really expect that we'll see him this year. And it's crazy that we're coming up on two years. I know. Having not seen Dre play basketball. Two years. That's a long time. What was it? It was like January 27th or something?
0: Yeah. I think that's... Man. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll hit that mark, I believe. I don't think he's magically going to get better just because he's in L.A. Yeah. I mean, and I just wonder if that means that he's seeking a second opinion for... Another surgery, or at least like another like scope of some sort, which would put him out like into like direct rehab for that for another like six to eight weeks or something like that, you'd think
1: yeah, I and, and you'd certainly understand that too, like if he is trying to get it just a second opinion because at this point, like it's been two years, I'm sure he is like beyond frustrated. I mean, he worked his whole life to get to this point, and has now not been able to do that thing for two years. Luckily, this happened for him after he got his contract. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's exactly right. At least he got,
0: he did get his big deal, and yeah. a big and a a large contract for a guy that is just a defender, you know, and a great defender at that. But you know, there are a lot of guys that are have been good defenders that haven't gotten those deals. I don't know that Tony Allen ever got paid. Quite that much. Um, no, he didn't. Like, Mbamute didn't ever get a contract like that. Like, he bounced around, and the Thunder understood his value, and they hoped that he could have come back last year. They hoped that he could have come back this year to play, and it just hadn't happened. So, it's a sad deal because Dre is not only a really good and helpful player, and but he's a good person too. So, it really, it really
1: sucks. And it's not up there at like, it's not a top three NBA Thunder what if going forward, but it definitely is one of the more interesting what ifs, Um, probably more for that 2017 season when they had Mellow and they had kind of started rolling a little bit.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a huge,
1: it is a big what if. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right about that. But it's not to the level of like Tyson Chandler or James Harden trade, but it's up there.
0: No, it's not franchise, necessarily franchise changing. Uh, For that season, it may have changed things. And maybe if Dre stayed healthy and that team made the Western Conference Finals or whatever, two years in a row, this team is probably still together at this point. And the, the life cycle of the Thunder changes quite a bit. And then you don't get Shea, and then you don't get all those picks, and you probably just ride it out. And who knows what that looks like. If it results in a title, great. Probably doesn't, because you still have the Warriors there for those two years. And then this year, I mean, it would have changed the landscape of the NBA pretty significantly. Then, like, does Kawhi still go to the Clippers? If Paul George doesn't, if he doesn't go to the Clippers, does he go to the Lakers? And then if he goes to the Lakers, then everybody's screwed <laughs> at that point. Um,
1: yeah, it's, we still don't, it sounds like it wasn't really that close to him going to the Lakers this offseason, but man, looking at the Lakers now, I think they're like 18 and three or something. Yeah. Thinking about Nuggets Kawhi last being night. on yeah. that team, he could just sit out the whole season. <laughs> he really We've could. played. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine? They're like, yeah, we're going to load manage him for 82 games.
1: <laughs> yeah, just bring him in the playoffs.
0: And we're going to practice with him and then round 1, they're going to unleash this monster team with LeBron, Kawhi, and AD. I mean, that would be nuts. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it does it is a it is a what if because he did change the dynamic of that particular team and he made He made Mello... Mello scored 16 points per game with the
1: Thunder. Player of the week, Carmelo
0: Anthony, scored 16 points per game.
1: Speaking of that, on Monday, you had your big uh, mea culpa, Uh big apology to Abdul Nader. Are you ready to apologize to Carmelo Anthony?
0: Yeah, after after last night, yes. Yep. (laughs) Last night was a big, big game. Nine points, nine shots, minus 14 Crazy, crazy player of the week again. Repeat, can he actually reap? Can he repeat?
1: Man, what a hater! <laughs> they now the Blazers are now three and four with Melo, mm-hmm. and those three wins are Chicago, Chicago, and the Thunder.
0: I think he deserves uh, player of the week. I think, he, I mean, you know, some guys scored 60 in three quarters, but when you have a chance to give a guy that's over the hill a special award for something
1: that. Is probably pretty fluky. Give give it to him. I think uh, I think Scout with Brian would agree with you. He's been pushing mellow as well. That's good.
0: That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's uh, let's talk. So so last night.
1: Oh yeah. So last night, seven minutes and fifty seconds left in the fourth quarter. Rockets. Spurs. James Harden has a breakaway dunk, and he makes it. But he, the way the angle that he puts it into the basket, it flips through the net and back up. So if you like glanced away for a second, it looks like he just missed it or something. Yeah. Because it actually flipped up and hit the top of the rim and then bounced off like a normal shot. But it actually did go through the rim completely and was just whipped up. And the refs missed it in the moment. There was a stoppage of play. And the refs are now saying that the... Rockets didn't, they didn't challenge it within the 30 seconds that was necessary. Oh, And the Rockets are saying that they were told they, they didn't know what to challenge. And so the game goes on, the game goes to overtime, then the game goes to double overtime, and the Rockets end up losing by one point. <laughs> and I watched both of the overtimes, and first of all, Harden and Westbrook were awful in the overtime periods, both oh, really? of them. I mean, Westbrook had one cut to the basket that was really nice, um, and he got a pass from Harden and made it a really tough shot over like Pirtle or someone like that. But then he had like two missed threes. He had a couple missed like bank shots, like long twos. He, he did not look great. And then Harden missed a ton of like normal Harden shots. Like he had a wide open runner in the lane. So anyways, they lose, but like they should not have lost. They were up twenty two points in this game at one point. oh boy. and they end up losing. So now the Rockets are considering a protest if the league does not either award them a win, which that is not going to happen. you can it, this was not like the final shot of the game, right? this missed dunk, and in the in, a it was probably it was one of the more egregious call missed calls I've seen. But, you know, like, I think about Giannis stepping out of bounds against OKC. Yeah. Which was actually a game. I I realize that, like, any point of the game matters. They should all be weighted equally. But, like, this was – there was eight minutes left when this missed dunk happens. People – like, the refs miss shots that should have counted all the time. This one was just particularly egregious because the ball literally went through the hoop. (laughs) So, anyways, they're going – Potentially protest if the NBA doesn't award them a win or allow them to replay the final eight minutes. Oh yeah, right. They're, and
0: <laughs> who, the Rockets are saying this. Like, there's been something released by the Rockets.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Tim, I can tell you exactly what is going on, Andrew. I need to know. Yeah, this is this is some more classic Rockets. It's happening. Before you get to that, something else
0: happened last night. The Mule had a soft opening last night that I attended in south on 16 South Broadway in downtown Edmond. One the location is it's a beautiful beautiful building. It's in the heart of downtown Edmond and it is so well done. Uh the seats are beautiful, the the chairs, everything is just wonderful. They have a nice giant bar. The bathrooms, great bathrooms. My son went with me. I took my middle son with me last night. He, the soap, if you go, and please let me know about this too. The soap, he used the soap. It's, he said it smells just like cherry suckers. And so- Wow. It's a new feature of the mule in Edmond. But for real, <clears throat> I got the BCLT, which is my go-to. They their play on a BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato. But it's got cheese on it as well grilled. It's delicious. I got it just because that's my that's one of my go-tos, and I wanted to see, is this just the same mule? It's the same mule, and it's great. It's wonderful. If you've ever been to the mule in the Plaza District, this is just the same mule, but in Edmond. And so, if you live in Edmond or in that area, or if that's closer to you or more convenient, it's great. And the location is nice. The food is just delicious. So... Go check it out. They've got some good TVs too that you can see. Hi, buddy. (laughs) Um, They have TVs in there where they're going to have Thunder games on, and so it's actually a, a really great place to go sit and enjoy some great food, watch a Thunder game, and just enjoy yourself. So go check out the Mule in on 16th South Broadway in downtown Edmond and support the people that support Down to Dunk.
1: Okay, so Tim McMahon. Tim McMahon. Tweeted. I like Tim McMahon. A Rockets source is optimistic that the NBA office will take action regarding James, Harden, James Harden's dunk that didn't count, either awarding the win to Houston or ordering that the final 7 minutes and 50 seconds be replayed because the Rockets outscored the Spurs in regulation. The Rockets believe a protest might not be necessary but we'll prepare to file one if the league office does not take action. <laughs> so that's what's going on down there. That is wild. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was an awful call. Everyone agrees with that. And it was particularly egregious. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. But I, I don't know what you can really do. Like, they had eight more minutes and two overtimes to beat the spurs there, uh, there are calls like this that happen throughout every single basketball game. This one was unique, but it was still just a one missed call. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't like a final shot. Like I, I kind of think there's been shots where, you know, guys will shoot from the corner and it hits the net in such a way that it looks like they swished, but really they just missed the rim completely. Yeah. And, and, the, and I remember like something like that happening and they initially call it a, a goal and then they reverse it. So I don't, I don't know. Like, could they not have think... reversed
0: it in real time and just, and gone back and someone said, Oh yeah, that should count. Oh, great. Add the points in.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. No, it's a total That's a thing. Like, blunder. They they should be able to have something in place where someone in Secaucus, I mean, you know, yes, in the mothership should be able to call in and say, Hey, that ball went through the hoop.
0: As much as I enjoy the Rockets, Getting this upset about something uh, and feeling like they've been done wrong, and it being so public, uh, I I love it. That should not have happened. <laughs> that really shouldn't. And I mean, if and if you're the Rockets, you want this distraction heading into the Raptors game, a Raptors team that's been rolling as of late. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, rolling, they lost last night, but still a good team. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a big distraction. And in one win, I mean, they do have a right to be upset about one win because in, the, in this Western Conference, one win could mean the difference in playoff seating. So.
1: I agree. We should go back in time and get the game where Giannis stepped out of bounds.
0: Yeah. Could, could they still give that to the Thunder? Could we replay that final 30 seconds?
1: And was that last year or was that twenty seventeen? It was
0: twenty seventeen because it was Josh Eustace that was defending him. Oh, shout out to Josh. So if we gotta bring Josh back, get Josh back in his uniform with the Thunder, bring everybody back. Could we do
1: that? I think we you should. You know, that would have that one win would have put us into a tie with the Blazers that year. And I can't remember if we beat them. In the season series that We could have been the three seed Andrew And we could have played the Pelicans Who swept the Blazers that year
0: (laughs) We could have been swept by the Pelicans And beat out by the Pelicans Rather than the Jazz See we need the opportunity We need to replay that We need to be able to replay that Uh, Let's go to my favorite website now Tankathon.com It's my favorite website uh, Because I love losing And I root to lose And that's what I do uh, the Thunder currently sit at 8 and 11, and they, are, they would receive the 14th pick in the draft as is today. Which 14th? It is, yes. And if you're in the lottery, that's the last pick of the lottery. So you have a 3.4% chance of getting into the top four. You have a 0.7% chance of getting the number one overall pick. Uh, if you don't know about numbers... Uh, these aren't good odds for the thunder. They will likely just receive the
1: fourteenth pick. I'm gonna simulate the lottery three <laughs> times. I see. imagine someone out there doesn't know numbers. This is their first time hearing about it? They're taking furious <laughs> notes right now.
0: Furious notes. One, two, three, four. Are the first four numbers. Uh, I have hit oh, I just the my third click. Of the simulated lottery got the Thunder, the first overall pick in the draft. So,
1: wow, just proved you wrong, Andrew. The, beat the odds. They don't,
0: they don't need seven. the tank. <laughs> but for real, I don't, and I have no, just so you know, I have no affiliation with tankathon.com. They're not doing anything <laughs> for me but providing a really great website. And so,
1: are there people that are saying that?
0: No, I'm just wanting people to know that I just love it. That's all.
1: Uh, Because we have other
0: affiliations But I just want people to know that I just love the website
1: Now be honest with yourself though Look at the teams that are Underneath The Thunder right now Mm -hmm. I feel pretty confident That Sacramento, Detroit, Portland, San Antonio For sure Will finish with a better record Than Oklahoma City I think, I mean that should happen
0: I mean I don't know about Sacramento for sure Because they, they are just they're they're the kings of shooting themselves in the foot. So
1: they are, but they've been better as as of late, and they've actually had some decent wins. Yeah, and then I would even say I think Chicago is going to end up finishing ahead of Oklahoma City. Yeah. So I think OKC will probably end up like eighth or
0: ninth. Yeah, yeah, and that may be the case. Yeah, I think that makes sense. To get the 8th or ninth pick would
1: And honestly sense. New Orleans is a wild card Because if Zion comes back And they just completely change Who they are as a team Right now they've lost 6 in a row Yeah, There's a potential that they could be you know, In the mix to get ahead of us as well
0: Yeah I think that's true I mean I don't know how long they'll keep Gallinari uh, And that matters A significant amount because when you remove him from the lineup, there's, <laughs> that's a lot of scoring efficiency. And he's hit some big shots for the Thunder in these games that they've won. Some big-time shots. And when you remove him and you insert Baisley or you insert Muscala or whoever they're going to put in that spot, uh, it's going to be a pretty, pretty big difference. And I, I believe that that will not be the only trade they'll make. I think they'll deal Schroeder as well, which I think some would argue could be an addition by subtraction. It won't be in regards to wins because then who who takes the scoring load from him? Because there's been nights that he's really helped the Thunder. And I don't believe that there's just somebody, I mean, <laughs> I mean, give him, give him to Nader, uh, give him to Hami when he comes back. But... Uh you know McKelly and I talked about this on monday, but there's there's a lot of shots that need to be handed out after those guys are dealt. I think there's guys that are obvious like s g a needs more shots uh Chris Paul needs more shots. I think Chris Paul will stick around for the season unless they get an offer you know from Milwaukee or somebody that, that makes sense but uh it's It'll, it'll be interesting, and that's when we will see the team that is worse than Chicago and the team that is worse than New Orleans. Um, even though the Thunder beat New Orleans, I think that's, you know, I think they probably, at the end of the day, will be worse than
1: that team. So, and I think that's You not- the, val- the value of Gallinari. Okay, so speaking of the value of Gallinari, friend of the timeline, at Steve Thunder fan, a.k.a. Stephen Dolan, Tweeted this morning, two hours ago. Why is he up in the middle of the night? He was up in the middle of the night thinking about this. He woke up <laughs> sweating bullets about Gallo's value, and he tweeted out, Hey, OKC fans, is there a chance we're all overestimating Gallo's trade value, considering he's expiring and also makes an underrated ton of money? I'm not sure because he's very, very, very good, but there's a chance him expiring on our books might be worth more than we can get. And then he he goes on. he. He says, oh, God, and if we can only get a second, we won't trade him. Oh, God, and then the anti-tankers will take that to mean we didn't want to trade him instead of that the value of his cap space was worth more than what we could get. Oh, God, someone give us a first, he says. (laughs) Well, Stephen, I have come prepared. I saw your tweet, and I wanted to make you feel better, so I went back through the last three trade deadlines and wrote down every person who's garnered a first from another team. And I think after hearing this list, you'll feel better about Danilo Gallinari's trade value. Are you ready, Andrew? I'm ready. Last year, the Clippers gave two first-round picks for Tobias Harris, expiring contract. That's a lot. Now, he's, he's younger than Gallo, but he also was expiring. And they gave up Landry Schmidt, so really they gave up three first-round picks mm-hmm. for Tobias Harris. And and with all of these, you'll notice a trend, which is the teams that are trading the first are typically teams that think they are contenders or think they're like one move away. So next was Houston last year traded a first round pick. That's
0: a bad trade, don't you think?
1: Yes, that was a bad trade. That's a bad, bad trade. Okay, continue. Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry, that was Philly. I I didn't. I said the Clippers. That was Philly that made that trade, obviously. yeah. Houston. Gave up a first for Amon Shumpert last year. Who is, is he even in the NBA?
0: No. Why? Why it's did that not. happen?
1: Uh, because they were trying. I don't know what they're actually. I think they were on the one hand movie? trying to get under the cap. Yeah. Or under the tax. And then also get someone who maybe would be good. Yeah. Anyways, Milwaukee, first round pick for George Hill. I believe he was also... No, he wasn't expiring. He had two years left, but the second year was like non-guaranteed, sort of, yeah. at that point. Cleveland gave up a first for Larry Nance Jr. Remember that?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> New Orleans gave up a first for Nikola Mirotic before they eventually traded him for four second-round picks the next year. Mm-hmm. We all remember Detroit giving up a first for Blake Griffin. That's the first one where you're like, oh, that was probably equivalent value (laughs) yeah next one i did not remember this milwaukee traded two firsts for eric bledsoe two two is a lot houston traded a first for lou williams i don't think he was expiring but he had he maybe had two years left washington the wizards traded a first for uh bogdanovich no oh, longer on the team. For the bone. New bone. Orleans wow. traded a first, really two firsts for Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who can forget Orlando trading a first for Serge Ibaka. <laughs> now he wasn't expiring. Yeah. Uh, Denver traded a first for Mason Plumley. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> Remember that? That was the Nurk trade. The Nurkic trade. And Nurkic
1: and a first for yeah, worse for player. Mason Plumley. Wow. Cleveland traded a first for Kyle Corver way back in the day. And then OKC traded a first for Jeremy Grant. So you, you hear all those names and I think I named one all-star, which was Blake Griffin. Yeah. Like if, if you ranked Gallo off of all those names, maybe he's not as valuable as Tobias Harris because Tobias is a little bit younger, but I feel like he's right underneath Tobias yeah, In terms of his value, he's definitely worth a first round pick. And there's plenty of teams, we've already gone through that. There's plenty of teams where the fit is super easy. It makes sense. Now, there's some teams like Dallas, for instance, who would be a great fit, but I don't, they, they couldn't trade a first round pick to like 2025, maybe.
0: Which mm-hmm. would be fine. So I
1: don't, I think the, it would be fine. I think the yeah. Thunder would be like great. Bring it on! We're gonna be we're gonna almost be forty by then.
0: <laughs>
1: That's awful. I don't want, I don't want to wait that long <laughs> for this pick. Yeah, no, I understand. I'll, I'll do twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, please. Thank you. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm not worried about Gallo. Yeah, I'm not worried about it either. Not not at all
0: worried. Hey, Thunder fans! It's time to take your game to the next level. With MidFirst Bank and the Thunder Rewards credit card, as the exclusive provider of the Thunder credit card, MidFirst is bringing you a chance to score big. For a limited time, you can earn a $150 bonus when you apply for the Thunder Rewards credit card and spend $1,000 in the first 90 days. Apply today at midfirst.com forward slash thunder offer and deepen your Thunder pride today. MidFirst Bank is proud to be the official bank of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the exclusive provider of the Thunder Visa credit cards, debit cards, and gift cards. Be Thunder proud every time you make a purchase. Apply today with your Thunder Rewards credit card at midfirst.com forward slash thunder offer and make every purchase with Thunder authority. Uh, Okay, Alex, is there anything else you want to cover before we go over this last last thing?
1: Um, what do you want to do this week in Thunder History, real quick? Oh, yes, it's sh- yes. It's a short one. It's actually a trivia question for you, Andrew. Okay. So, the way this is going to work this week in this week in Thunder History is I'm going to give you a quote from someone. Okay, this happened. All I'm going to tell you is this happened sometime between December 1st and December 7th. At some point during the Thunder's history, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all I'm giving you, and I'm going to tell you the quote, and you have to tell me who said it and when and like why they said it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I don't expect you to get it based solely on the quote. Okay, that would be amazing if you did, and if you do, I, I promise I will tweet out something nice about Dion Waiters just for you.
0: Oh, okay, okay, good,
1: okay, but. There's steps to this. So if you don't get it based on the quote alone, then I'm going to give you the actual date and year. Okay. If, if you don't get it based on that, I will tell you who said it, and, you, and then you still have to tell me why they said it and when they said it.
0: Okay.
1: Because this, this was a big moment in Thunder history. Mm-hmm. Okay? So are you ready for the quote? Yes. The quote is, it's just special. All year it's been special with this group. We have fun, and it showed in the celebration tonight. Was it was it mellow? It was not mellow okay Now I'm gonna tell you the date, okay. It was December sixth, two thousand and eighteen. Oh this was last year. It's just special all year. It's been special with this group. We have fun and it showed in the celebration tonight. Oh. Last December What Mm -hmm. was going on last December? Seems like he could have been talking about a game He or she That wasn't Russell, was it? It was not Russ Andrew, you're 0 for 2 Oh no Now I'm going to tell you who said it And you have to tell me why he said it Okay the person who said that was Paul
0: George Okay, that was my next guess I thought, I thought it was almost like too obviously Paul George And I was like, did Russell say that? I don't know
1: Okay, continue <laughs> now, now why would Paul George say that? What happened one year ago this week? Very famous game, Andrew Famous game That got us, I would say, the peak Of the Paul George era Was it the Nets game? It was the Nets game The largest comeback In regular season history For the Thunder They were down by 23 points Yeah And we all remember What happened at the end Paul George Hit his first game winner For the Thunder And then after that game There was the picture of them At like the uh, It was MMA I think Yeah With with Ray And yes. Russ and, Yes Yes Yeah Oh uh, I, th- I think that was the peak Of that era <laughs> We didn't, we didn't know it at the time But looking back on it It was a good moment It was a good moment <laughs> And that was only a year ago Isn't that crazy <laughs> Feels like it was at least two years ago Yeah that's pretty wild uh, The other thing I was just scrolling through uh, Thunder Reddit mm-hmm. And they had this uh, This map up The most popular sports team yeah. In each state Yeah I saw that and did you see that the Thunder beat out OU? Yeah, that's kind of surprising, huh? Yeah, it is. Because there are other states where, uh, you know, like Michigan, Michigan was the, the most popular team there. So it can be a college team. Yeah, that's impressive.
0: Well, there are only three NBA teams that were the most popular team in, this, in their state. I mean, it was Portland, Utah,
1: OKC. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: Which is well, pretty, then, pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, in that case, I feel even better. Oh, that's that's sad. That uh, what is that? That's New Mexico is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's sad. Oh, really? <laughs> South Dakota is the Minnesota Vikings. Come on, it's not even your state. <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, well, that's that's exciting though, especially as we look forward into uh, the future. With Sam Presti, this is you. We're going to need a lot of fan support, Andrew. Uh,
0: we will need lots of fan support. So, every, I hope that continues to be the way that people uh, vote when they're surveyed in the future. Uh, so, on July twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen, this is post Thunder trades with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Uh, Sam Presti wrote an article for the Oklahoman, and. It was, at the time, hard to understand uh, at best. But I think if you go back through it, there are some things that I think are pretty interesting um, in here. There's there's some fluff to it, but I think that there's a lot of meaning in it when you go back through
1: oh. it. Oh, I feel like reading back over it, because I read this at the time. Yeah. Because remember, this was the thing where he talked about how there's some disadvantages to being in a small market and that Mm -hmm. kind of made the headlines and that was what anyone nationally was talking about Mm -hmm. and I remember reading it and just thinking it was generally good but I didn't feel strongly one way or the other and looking back on it he is basically like laying it out he lays it out like it is almost explicit what he's saying is going to happen in the future.
0: Yeah. So I'll jump to the middle. And I think it's important to to read his words. Because a lot of people have been getting so mad at me. When the Thunder win, there's a guy that like tweeted at me like, sorry that they won, man, or something. And it's like, all right, dude, like listen. Like, this isn't my plan. Like, this is not my plan. And you can read well, I'll read this. I mean, and and also if you want to be mad. If you're somebody that wants to be mad, don't be mad at me. Don't even be mad at Sam Preston. Don't be mad at the Thunder. Be mad at the NBA. Be mad that the NBA has set up a system that rewards losing to get superstars for these small market teams. They're not available to them. Superstars are not just available to them. They're available to teams in LA. They're available to teams that are on the coasts. San Francisco. Great. Superstars are available to them on the other coasts. New York City Brooklyn great Miami stars are available to you you can you can get stars without having to do anything but clear cap space great no one is coming to OKC no one it is not going to happen the only time that either through trade or free agency in the past decade that a small market franchise has traded for and kept A star is once, one time, LaMarcus Aldridge. And do you consider him a star? I don't really, but that's what's happened. So LaMarcus Aldridge has stayed with the Spurs. Are you excited, Thunder fans? You shouldn't be. And that's not the route that Thunder should or will go. And St. Presti says it right here. So I'm going to read this. Oklahoma City expects and deserves extraordinary success. Delivering this is what drives us. But I want to be transparent and realistic about the process that meeting these type of expectations may require. Despite our city's rapid rise and growth, Oklahoma City remains the second smallest market in the NBA. While this brings many benefits, it also poses strategic challenges. Given the way the league system is designed, small market teams operate with significant disadvantages. There is no reason to pretend otherwise. This in no way means we cannot be extraordinarily successful. We and several other small to mid-market teams are our own best examples of of the ability to overcome these realities. It simply means that we must be thinking differently, optimistically, finding our advantages by other means. It goes on to say, in order to build and then sustain, which is something that has been a thunder thing for a long time. A truly great basketball team requires a method. This method is not guesswork or a convenient message that miscasts others' good fortune as a repeatable skill. I think that tells you so much. I think that tells you we're not going to be the Raptors. The Raptors is not a repeatable thing, everybody. The, the fortune that the Detroit Pistons had in 2004 against the Los Angeles Lakers... Is Sam Presti's words, not mine, good fortune as a repeatable skill? It's not. It's not. You want to point out these outliers. The Dallas Mavericks of 2011, that is good fortune. That is not a repeatable skill. Okay? So if you want to bring those teams up to me or bring them up to anybody else in your conversations, no. Or if you want to mention Giannis. Or if you want to mention Kawhi, or if you want to mention Donovan Mitchell. Great. That's good fortune. Okay. He's I'll read it again. This method is not guesswork or a convenient message that miscasts others' good fortune as a repeatable skill. He says it right there. To build a true to build true excellence in any industry and then sustain it. Requires trading on time and playing the empirical odds. This will require strategic discipline and thoughtful patience. But these are values our organization has always held high, and that's how longevity is earned. It is important to remember that.
1: They're going to tank, says, everybody. <laughs> Hello. He playing, playing
0: the empirical odds. Welcome, welcome to the realities of the Thunder. Sam Presti spelled it out in July. But if you're not on board now, get on board because it's happening. You don't write that and then not tank. You don't write that yep. and then not tank.
1: It's weird. In July, it did not feel as tanky when I read it, but reading isn't it, now, it tanky? Oh, it's it's very tanky. There was there was another <laughs> Ta- part of this that I thought was worth saying. Uh, he said there will always be temptation, or the temptation to take shortcuts to look for quick fixes and to reach out for instant gratification. I feel like he's talking directly to a certain segment of the Thunder fan base. He really is. I mean, he honestly is. (laughs) (laughs) There will no doubt be criticisms, much of which we could all recite in advance right now. It is the job of the organization to resist those shortcuts, accept that criticism, and keep us deeply committed. If you want an exceptional outcome, you must be willing to be the exception. I feel like that's a direct shot at what happened in Philly. Oh, yeah. Because obviously there were a ton of criticisms about Philly, and as a result of those criticisms, they essentially gave up on the process. And again, you can find fault with certain things that Hinky did. They could have done it in such a way where it was not as egregious and caused all that. I mean, the Thunder basically did the same thing back at the beginning, and no one really cared because they yeah. were much better about it. Exactly. They didn't strip their entire roster Of veterans Um, Which is one reason Why you know I kind of buy into the idea That there's a chance that Steven Adams May be around a little bit longer term Yeah I mean The Thunder have they have always valued Character
0: um, In Many capacities and it's been Not only I mean everybody wants to point At Collison but like Royal Ivy Is a guy I think the Thunder organization Would point to and say that's a guy of you know character that we brought on that, that stayed on and helped us out in a lot of ways. And so Steven may be that guy. It could happen. But I can also tell you that if some if a team came to the Thunder and said, hey, we'll give you two future first round picks and this expiring contract for Steven Adams. Don't think for a second that the Thunder be like, no, what about what about our culture? I mean, right. they would probably want to do that. So I, <laughs> he, but he, I mean, he, he's an expiring contract next year. Steven is, he may play out that. And then he may sign a smaller, more palatable deal. I don't know if four for 48 or something like that, or if Steven Adams is making 12 million a year, that's about right. And if he helps take you into the next thunder era as the, as the big man, and he's not killing your cap sheet. Great, don't you think?
1: Yeah, that'd, that'd be fine. I I do think that 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 was one of the major flaws with Hinky is that he didn't even like attempt to keep up appearances. No, like it not. was so blatant and egregious. They didn't have a point it, guard
0: for like a long time. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have an actual point guard. Forever.
1: Right, and I don't think they needed to be that bad. I mean, we saw like in the the Wiggins draft, like they dropped to three. Yeah, like they didn't even get the first pick. Now they ended up getting Embiid, and it worked out. But like, especially with these altered odds, like you don't have to be the absolute worst team. You just have to be one of the bottom four, right? They all share the same odds. Yes,
0: if- yes. And back then, they did not, yeah. and so. No, right, they did not. Yeah, you first
1: now now have you had like 25% chance.
0: Right. Yeah, and now you don't you don't have to And I think it it kills the team that's trying to lose and only win like 10 games or 9 games. You know, I don't right. I don't know that that will happen again. Uh, but you still would ideally want to be in the top 4, which gives you the best odds of staying there or being in the top 5. Oh, it looks five. like it's
1: the top 3.
0: But yeah it's the top yeah, it's the top three and then the the fourth pick is twelve point five percent and then the fifth pick is ten point five percent to get the first overall pick, but in the top four to stay in the top four fifty two percent from one through three forty eight percent at number four forty two percent at number five, and then it just keeps dropping off pretty steeply
1: and so you look at like you go back in time the last couple of years what was the record of the team that was in the third position? So like 2017, 18, it was 24 wins for the Hawks. Like it's not, you're having to be the Sixers.
0: Yeah. You don't have the Lakers the year
1: before 26 wins and they were still a, the, the top three pick then before that. So the really bad year was the Sixers had 10 wins. The Lakers had 17 and the Nets had 21. But the point is you don't have to completely bottom out anymore. Right. Um, And I think that will be helpful for OKC in kind of managing this team over the next couple of years, because who knows, maybe that veteran is going to be Chris Paul. There was actually an article that was just published right now on the undefeated by Marcus Spears about Chris Paul in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. About how much he loves to hoop and how much he loves the word hoop.
0: (laughs) I don't I would be surprised if that were the case. I don't, I don't believe that's what either party would want.
1: I I agree with you, but he he we have to figure out some way to get him off the team then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, he has I, so
1: much money owed to
0: him. I think next summer, this coming summer, is the time to try to make a push for it. If you're OKC, I don't think there's any rush to do it this season unless somebody, you know, comes forward and says, "Hey, we'll do." We'll break up the salary. We've got some expirings. You got to keep this guy for another year, but we'd like to have Chris Paul on our team. Yeah. So I think something like that would make sense. If somebody's willing to give up an asset, great. If not, great. I mean, and I, I don't know what the Thunder, Thunder's expectations are, but my guess is that they would want an asset back for Chris Paul. And... You know, they may be getting offers that are just straight salary swaps right now. That may be the case. I have no idea. Uh, maybe Miami would just do a straight salary swap. I think they they might do that. They have a lot on their books that doesn't make a ton of sense for them. Uh, a lot of almost dead money on their books that they could swap for Chris Paul and just add him to their roster. And, I, you know, if if you're Miami and you already have a guy like Dragic coming off the bench. I don't know if Dragic would have to be involved. I feel like he probably would be. Um, but, I mean, and again, Miami's a team that
1: is always easy to go to. Uh, uh, there was one more quote from Presti I wanted to mention. Yeah. So he said, it will take us time now to reposition, replenish, and then ultimately rebuild our team Things will inevitably get harder from here. At some point during this transition, we may not have the kind of team you've been used to. <laughs> it was just so, it was very explicit, Andrew. If it's
0: not more obvious <laughs> as to what they're going to do, I don't, I don't know how I can help you guys. I don't know how I can help those that are the anti-tankers because just go read, go read the whole thing for yourself because it's it's tough. And he finishes it off with, we're energized and optimistic about our future. Over the past two weeks, our reactions and adaptations have provided us a starting point. But the real work is yet to begin. Our goal is sustainable, long-term, collective excellence. The people of Oklahoma City should be able to one day watch the rise of another great team as they have watched the rise of their rebuilt downtown with the knowledge that they... Are witnessing something not only great but enduring. Invest today for a sustainable. To, invest today for a sustainable tomorrow. The journey now continues, and I'm humbled and grateful to be part of it. Which so the message for this whole thing is one: it's really difficult to build a great team in a small market. Two, there's one way to do it, and that's through the draft. That's through empirical odds, which means getting high draft picks. How do you get high draft picks? You lose. And he even said it in what you just read, Alex, that it's, they're not going to have a team that you've been used to. Yep. It's it's coming. And it's not this team. I'll tell you that. It's not this team that you're going to watch tonight against Indiana. It's not this team. It, it, he's talking about a different team. He's talking about a team that's going to be playing in the next you know, a few months or even a year. That's the team he's talking about. But the goal is to be a great team, to be a franchise that you can watch rise up again, like we did with the Westbrook Harden Durant Thunder team. We got to watch them rise up. And it was, they they almost rose too quickly for their own good. But the Thunder want to do that again. And we're about to hit the bottom. And it's gonna happen, and so you've got you've got to be ready for it. I mean, he's he said the whole thing. He said the whole thing in here. They're gonna yeah, bottom think- out. It's gonna ha- It's going to happen. You don't write that and then go trade for a wing to make a run. You don't do that.
1: And I think one of the main things. I mean, I'm looking at right now on Thunder Reddit. They're talking about something you just said, which is that you're not excited that they are currently sitting (laughs) at the 14th spot in the lottery. And the number one comment says lottery odds are not in favor of an all out tank. And that is objectively false. So first of all, if you're just talking about the first pick, yes, a 14% chance is higher than a 6% chance, which is what the Pelicans had last year. But more importantly, it's not just about the first pick. It's about staying in that top five. And if you are one of the top three spots, you have a 52.1% chance of staying in the top four. And as we've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks, the percentage of players that are selected in the top five that end up being stars or even superstars is significantly higher than at any other point in the lottery. So it's not just about increasing your odds to get the first pick overall. And it's great that New Orleans jumped up, but it's also great for the Knicks that they didn't fall out of the top five and they were able to get R.J. Barrett. Mm -hmm. It was great for the Memphis Grizzlies that they didn't fall out of the top five and were able to get Ja Morant. Mm -hmm. It's not just about the first pick.
0: Exactly. And if you're playing the empirical odds, which Sam Pressy said that that's what they're going to do, this is them. This is tankathon.com. Maybe Sam Pressy is the owner of tankathon.com. I don't know. I'm not sure. But this is what's going to happen. And so I... I read through it again the other day. I posted a part of, I posted one of the, the quotes on Twitter and I was like, well, we need to go over this on the podcast. I think that it's important and I think it's something that we'll have to probably revisit even just to make sure that we're back on track. Like we'll have to revisit some of these quotes, not the whole thing, but at least a couple of these quotes when they trade Gallo and when they trade Chris Paul and possibly when they trade Steven Adams and when this team, you're like, what are they doing? Well, let's go take a look. Because Sam told us what he was gonna do. So, anyways, thanks for listening to the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K Schlecht. You can follow Alex on Twitter at Al Baby Cakes. <laughs> Hi, buddy. You wanna you wanna be on the end of the podcast? You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five-star iTunes review. I know there's a ton of you that haven't done it yet. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you would do that. So you go to, if you have an iPhone, it's really easy. Purple podcast app. Search down to dunk. Hit five stars. Then you're done. Uh, If you'd like to leave a nice little message too, that would be great. Those mean a lot to us. I have, I will read all of them. So uh, have a great day. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday.